Y'all, hormones, it's impossible not to have them. There's over 1,000 hormone disruptors in our food, our water, the air, the clothes, the skin care, the dryer sheets, everything, child, is a scam. To the hormones, okay? Plus, we have natural hormonal changes that our bodies go through. Like, what's going on with my body? Like, I am now in my 30s and my skin is acting like a teenager. What is going on with the hormones? Which is why I love Hormone Harmony. It contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Okay, so adaptogens help the body adapt to stressors like chaotic hormonal changes. It's perfect for women struggling with PMS, menopause, and more, honey. Y'all know I work hella jobs. Hormone Harmony has really helped me like regulate, especially like sleep and just relaxation and calming down and not panicking as much. They've got 17,000 reviews, so you don't even have to listen to me, but get into it. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire order at hormonemammoth.com. Just use the code goddess at checkout. Watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Who is Queenie? She's in her 20s. She lives in London. She's facing all the firsts. First major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mommy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Definitely. The new series Queenie is now streaming on Hulu. congregation it's Lacey mostly aka scam goddess and we're back you know the name of the game scam goddess the show dedicated to robbery fraud cons all those who practice it today you know i'm what i'm excited y'all it's 2022 i gotta come up with a new we gotta get my uh vernacular up i feel like i need to be like elated or ecstatic you know uh pitch me words on twitter uh i know y'all doing wordle because you won't stop tweeting about it now i'm doing it too but i'm never gonna tweet about it because i'm ashamed that i let y'all bully me i'm a sheep in the herd of influence but today guys not about that we have super uh, like one of the most talented comedians. I love her stuff. She has a way that I, uh, oh my God, I sound like I'm describing a missing person. I'm like, she got a way about her. Her smile lights up a room. Everybody wanted to be her friend, but she's very much alive and we want to keep her that way. She has a new Comedy Central show called Fairview coming out in February. Come on, Fairview in February. Also, she will be performing in Seattle, Washington on February 24th at the Crocodile. So you could go see her live in the flesh. And I have to say this before I bring her in. She has one of the most iconic sounding voices I've ever heard. I love her voice so much. So I'm glad that she gets to grace the podcast because y'all, it's just like, it's like she needs to be doing all the webs. I mean, all the uh, animated shows, honey. Guys, congregation, please welcome Blair Saki to the oh podcast. Oh my gosh, Lacey, my heart is bursting after that intro. Oh my God, it's such an honor. I'm such a fan of yours and I just adore you. So I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm truly, really really stoked that we got you. Y'all don't even understand. I had to do some like real thirsty shit. Because <laughs> no, I was just going to DM Blair and then I had went to her Twitter page and it was like Beyonce. It had She was following nobody. I said, damn, I got unfollowed but I wasn't going to follow because like Blair Saki's Twitter is a thing to behold and it's hilarious. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to keep looking at these tweets. So I had to go under her tweet and I was like, hey Blair, it's me, Lacey. You remember me from when we had did stand up together? Yes. Um, I would very much like it if you would come on the show. <laughs> Are you kidding me? 
my television. You're a number one celebrity. I can't believe I even know you. You are hilarious. That and when my family back home be trying to tell me that I'm famous. I was like, y'all, I'm not famous. I promise you it's levels to this. Every time I go anywhere, they be looking at me like, okay, are you passing out the crew to take? Like, I am nowhere there. But I appreciate that from your mouth to God's ears because I'm going to claim it. One day, one day, y'all. You're um, killing it. But I want to be like Meryl Streep famous in the way that like Meryl Streep is very famous, but she's never in a tabloid. Like it's never like Meryl Streep leaving Jamba Juice. Like <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's incredible. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that bitch just can avoid a camera phone. I don't know. I know. You never you never see people like taking a selfie like, guess who I just ran into? Devil Breath's Prada, your favorite bitch. Like you never Ugh. see like Miranda Priestley out here on people's camera phones. That's like me. I just want to get so rich that I can live in the forest and then just fly in for a job. I want to be like so rich. Not, I don't want to be a billionaire because you got to kill people to do that. And I don't want to do no murders. But um, Billionaire is crazy. No. I just want to be financially stable enough that I can own a beach house in the Hamptons. And then I just like one day, like I get a check and that's the check that turns my bank account into a Nancy Myers movie. And all of a sudden... <laughs> All I wear is white turtlenecks and linen, oh. and I walk on the beach and I think about my life. Like that's, that's to all wear I want. to wear white turtlenecks. That's the height of luxury. It is. I got a white couch. Bitch, was that a mistake? But I'm owning it. Like I bought a bunch of Tide pins because I know myself, y'all. If y'all got yeah. any recommendations for uh, cleaners and stuff for a white couch, I appreciate it. I'm keeping it clean, but the only reason I bought it is because I realized, like, as I become an adult. I used to think that I would one day become mature enough to stop putting myself in... Or no, I thought I would become mature enough that if I was in a situation where it was tempting for me to do something that I would do when I was immature, I wouldn't do it anymore because I'm just like grown now. I've learned the yeah. lessons. And then as I became an adult, I realized like, oh no, you just don't put yourself in a situation where you know you're going to do some dumb shit. So uh -oh. people are like, oh, you know, we going to the club. Uh, we leaving at uh, 1 a.m. And I know I got work in the morning at 5. I'm not gonna go because I'm not gonna be like oh I'm gonna dip a little toe in and leave like I might want to turn up Actually, yeah that's not true I can leave a party early but it's an example but so I love to leave a party early it's yes. like you go have an entrance say hello have a good time go right home to that beautiful white couch heaven yep and I used to sleep on my old couch because I just, I don't know, I my anxiety and like I liked being able to see the door. And I had a, I got a, so I got a different bed, something that really made my room comfortable. And I bought a white couch so that if I tried to fall asleep in my makeup, I would ruin it. So <laughs> now I, there have been times where I fell asleep like on my hand because I was like, oh girl. But, but I always wake up like, ah, no, the white, no. <laughs> I love all the thought process that went into that white couch. Like, really, the whole thing was just a vehicle to make sure that you washed your face at night. That's incredible. Yeah. But is that insane that I was like, I need to buy a couch so that I will do my nightly routine? I don't think so. I think it's smart. I, I, you know what? I'm going to go with that, too. It sounds insane now that I say it, but I, I did need a new couch anyway. But, like, I mean, like, that sort of thing is what I'll do to not put myself in the situation. I had a point to this that was a white couch. <laughs> Look, I followed you the whole way, and nothing is more impressive to me than a white couch, so... You've already won with me. I mean, oh. I, I'm I'm putting that on my vision board. Yes. Actually, that was the point. The other thing I was just going to say was, is I still don't buy expensive white clothing. Like, if I'm buying a white top, honey, it's from Amazon, and I'm going to get six of them bitches, and they're going to be five ninety nine each, and I'm going to wear one, and then I'm going to throw it away because I'm going to spill on it. I'm going to spill well, on it. Well, <laughs> also, you can enjoy, enjoy wearing the white 
top then a lot more when you're not so precious about it if you know it's okay to make a mistake. <laughs> yeah, but you, I mean, I have an aunt who she can keep something white. And I, I think she must be a witch. Like, she has yeah. to be. Like, there's no way, like, she not burning uh, pieces of hair in the forest because she has a white sweater that she's kept white for 15 years. I was like, do you not wear it? Is it in plastic? How? Yeah, no, that's some crazy superpower unbeknownst to the rest of us mortals because that's, I I certainly, I have not even gotten close to a feat like that. I think if you can keep whites white, you should put that on your resume. Like, it should just be on there so people know what type of bitch you are. Like, people are like, what's something interesting to know about you? You can be like, I keep whites white. And I would be like, wow. So you are I feel like if you're that type of person, people can sense it from like 15 feet away already. You know? That's true. There's like a real aura to a person who can keep their whites crisp and yeah. unstained. That's true. Like, if you're a person who carries a purse, I feel like if you keep whites white, everything has a place in your purse. Like, we open that bitch up and you never rummaging. Like, yeah. Meanwhile, I fall in mine and it my shoulder's <laughs> sagging because it's 40 pounds. Like, I don't even know what's in there. Bricks or bodies. It's, it's or, the big comfy couch. I'm like, yeah. uh, Blair, where did your hair go? What did you have her body in her purse? I guess it's in the purse because it's not here. No, she's like, yeah, no, I have gum. I have gum, okay? <laughs> yeah. Give me a, a, a 30 minutes. Give me a 30 minutes, and I'm going to get you a piece. I know. I have pepper spray in my purse, and I'm always like, well, if something happens, uh, I'm not going to get to it, so. <laughs> you getting mugged, or somebody's trying to attack you, like, hold on. Hold uh, on. Can you wait just a few minutes while I find my protective okay. device? Hold that thought, Mr. Criminal. <laughs> Hold that thought, because I got a pink pepper spray in here. It's got a little whistle on it and a, and a laser pointer. Hold on. It Let's make it a fair fight. White. I mean, pink. That's hysterical. Because they know their marketing. They know men don't need pepper spray. They're like, ooh, you want pepper spray, you bad bitch? Yeah. I know. They're like, pink for girls, for when girls are attacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love and, and, and truly don't love, but hate how society has completely put the onus on women to keep themselves safe. Like, all of the onus. They're like, y'all, why don't y'all have a taser? Why don't y'all have pepper spray? Y'all know the men are the boogeyman. What What do you want us to do about it? Yeah, they're like, what? You didn't come outside with your bazooka with your entire body, cover, every inch of your body covered with clothing? Girl, you thought she was going to go to Walgreens without a 45 millimeter with a laser pointer? Sis, it's 6 p.m. and daylight savings. It's dark. Well, that was your fault. Like, girl. Where your bulletproof vest? Ugh. What you doing? Should we get those after this? Oh, my God. Can we get pink bulletproof vests? Oh, yeah. Of course they not. They probably don't even sell another color that's not pink. Girl boss. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jeez. <laughs> oh, what a note to start off on. Uh, <laughs> but, Blair, I have to ask you before we get uh, to our first segment here. Like, do you have a relationship with scams? Do you like them? Do you hate them? Have you ever been scammed? It can literally be anything. You know, I did think about this question because I really uh, wanted to examine my relationship with it. And I have to be honest, the first thing that came to mind was when I lied and became a computer coder. And I was like, oh, I'm the scammer. <laughs> Wait a minute. Okay, that, that you jumped the shark there. So you became, do you have any computer skills? Like, did you have MySpace and, and you know, put a background in a song on your page? Like, did you have any kind no, of coding and I, skills? No, I... Did not, and I still do not have any computer skills. 
I, um, at the time, you know, as a comedian, um, we need more women in tech (laughs) by any any means. Yeah. I was just trying to write the disparity in this country in tech, even though I had a zero to negative zero experience, but, um, no, I was in New York and I was like a new comedian and I had this rent that was really high and, um, I needed a job back. Do you remember how much the rent was? Um, it was like fifteen hundred or something oh. for a room, not even like an apartment. It was oh. crazy. Okay, were um, you in Manhattan? Okay, Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> I was, and like it was for like a fake room. It was like awful. The whole thing, whatever. It was a curtain. It was like a section of the apartment with a curtain. It wasn't a curtain, but it was a fake wall. Okay. Um, yeah, and so I saw this job, whatever. And I saw that it paid $36 an hour. And I was like, I'll do this. So I looked up a resume for a computer coder, made up an entire resume, studied, Googled questions of like what they would ask in an interview for a coder, (laughs) like all this stuff showed up in the interview that then got hired. And I was Nobody was more shocked than me when they were like, great, can you start Monday? And I was like, what? Are you sure? Wait, um, you you went into this interview, you said HTML, (laughs) control, alt, delete, semicolon, zero, one, zero, zero. And they said, you're hired. Yeah, and they said, oh, you really sound like you know what you're talking about. And um, I was like, are you sure? Like, I literally was, I was like, what? Um, Yeah. Then I get hired and I had to show up and I, there was like five dudes and I just picked the like nicest looking one saddled up next to him and said, I need you to show me how to do this from start to finish. And I wrote down every step and I did it. How long did you have this job, Like two years, but then two years. Like, my supervisor. Two years. I mean, my supervisor was like fully sexually harassing me. He like he would always like um ask me on dates and call me sweetie and like told me I had beautiful feet. And oh, so I no. was like, so who you know who played who really? You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like if if. <laughs> I hate that that happened. You know, um, I'm glad that you got two solid years. Now, now, let me. Did you leave this job, or one day were they like, uh, we fired creepy Craig, creepy feet Craig, and uh, and a new manager came in and was like, you don't know how to code, or did you know how to code by then? You, are you a genius? Who, who just? What? You know what I'm good at, like. I'm good at figuring out systems and existing in systems. Like I was really good at school. Like. Uh, getting, I would do the bare minimum. Like I would be able to know what the bare minimum was to like get an A or to just figure out that stuff. But I got cast on an MTV show and I left, but like I, this guy was just like not leaving me alone at work. And I was like, this is a long time ago, pre me too. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, um, it was just funny because it was like I was a fake computer coder. I'd like come into work an hour late and leave an hour early. <laughs> Blair, you're one, you're a scammer. 
which I love because I'm a scammer. And two, you're a fucking genius. You made this sound like this is an easy feat. I wish I would walk my black ass up into Google or Microsoft and be like, hey, y'all, I'm here for the coding job. Yeah, where's the computer at? I will be doing computer into it. Like, I would I would have made it a week before they were like, if you don't get your ass out of here, leave now. Look, I constantly made mistakes and had no idea what the hell was going on. And to this day, I have no idea what I did and I can't remember anything that happened and I have no computer skills. I'm going to argue that you do have some computer skills. But I am also going to say that this is a time where, because I tell people on this podcast all the time, sometimes racism be working in my favor and I just be like, let people do it. Because I'm like, this is actually good for me. Um, I feel like this is a time where sexism worked in your favor where they're like, oh, she's just a woman, dumb woman. They probably had to fill a quota. And then just, like... You're right. I never even considered that. I just thought I was incredibly charming and quick on my feet. I think it's that, too. I'm not taking it away from you. I think it's also that. (laughs) I think it is a combination. Two things can be true because obviously you are charming as hell. You found the mark. You found your mark. The day one, you were like, which one of these sheepish motherfuckers is going to teach me how to code and not tell nobody about it because he just need attention and he ain't never got nothing from a pretty blonde lady. Which one is he? Which one? Him. You. Come here. Come here, uh, Doug. That's exactly what happened. And this poor man, anytime I had a question, I mean, this man was doing two jobs. He was like, sure, Blair, what do you need? Like the guy who's never been approached by any woman ever. And he's like, sure, Blair. Yeah. Oh, you want me to do all your work for you? Oh, you're going on a three hour (laughs) lunch break for your auditions? Yeah, no problem. That's exactly what happened. You're like, hey, Doug, can you finish this for me? Yeah, you haven't typed anything, but okay. (laughs) I would leave for three-hour auditions just truly all the time. Yo, shout out to Doug. I like that guy. (laughs) Thank you, Doug. I'll never forget you. You better work. You better break the patriarchy, Doug. You better be out here helping women. We love to see it. Love you, Doug. Shout out to him. I love him. This is great. I, this is one of the best uh, scam stories that I've gotten at the beginning of a podcast. Just like, I it doesn't even to feel real. It doesn't even feel real that it actually happened because it's so crazy. Where you walked into NASA and was like, is it Houston? Do we have a problem? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, hidden figures. That, oh, those black women. Um, you get what I mean. Give me uh, Buzz Aldrin. Now, where's my desk? <laughs> Man, I, coding, that's that's so technical. So I hope that y'all need to be vetting a little bit. But coding, I'm like, okay, what? so what happens? Is a virus, a computer crashes or some shit? Who gives a shit now? How you- funny would it be if they heard this podcast somehow like, and knew? But I mean, I guess they'd be like, yeah, that makes a ton of sense now that I'm hearing that. Were you interviewed by someone who works in the in STEM or was it someone who was like an HR person? No, I was interviewed by the head of department, but what it was was educational software. So it was Scholastic. Mm, shout out to Scholastic. I, I don't understand software. I barely, you know, understand QuickTime. So honestly, Scholastic deserves it for scamming us with all them damn book fairs. They deserve it, okay? Because that was fucked up. The book fairs were fucked up because if your parents didn't have money, then you had to stay in class. They wouldn't even let your ass browse. I was like, this is so fucked up. I would always get my little coins from my mom, which I know is a privilege, but... If you didn't have coins, they wouldn't even let you just go read some of the books. They'd be like, if you, they, they would make a show. The teachers would make a show them our money. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's so funny. I've never thought about that. That's true as hell. 
Like you were, you were shit out of luck if you didn't have money. Like, and it's so funny too, because like no one wants to read at that age, but then all of a sudden the book fair comes and you can't have a book and you're like, I've never wanted a book so bad in my life. <laughs> Right. Now, look, they had stickers. They had some other shit. But I was a Junie B. Jones head. I love me some Junie B. And I remember it was so fucked up now that I think about it because they'd be like, oh, the book fair is here. And then the teachers would be like, all right, well, show us your cash, you little broke bitches. If you ain't got no cash, you can stay here and do a workbook because you're poor and we hate you. Like, dang. You can't even yeah. go aspire. You can't go look at the book fair and be like, one day after I get an education, I can afford uh, yeah. Where's Waldo? Yeah, you're right. It was never about reading. Never. Never. That's why they <laughs> did, I feel like that's probably why they did that. Like, if everybody read this many books, we get a pizza party. Where are these books coming from? Not the library. <laughs> trying to make us run it up. My mom would always be like, the library's right there. What do you need cash for? <laughs> and, I'll, and I mean, how do you argue against that? It's true as hell. Yeah, I don't even know how. I, I think because my mom... She was never like the PTA parent. Like she was never gonna show up. Now it changed when my sister was born because she was a little bit older, and um, then she started showing up to some events. But when I was a kid, if there was anything where there were like parent volunteers before the sign up list even came out, my mom wrote me a check and was like, "Take this to the school, baby. That's gonna that's gonna be my volunteering." Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. Oh my god, I love that. So your ma- your mom was in on the scamming too, on the volunteering. Yes, my school was Bennett, and she was not in it. <laughs> She was not coming. I won't be there. (laughs) A woman knows herself. And I love that for her. I love that for her, too. There was only, I'm not going to tell the story because my mom will get mad. But we'll keep going into our first segment. What's hot in fraud? This is where we warn our listeners about popping scams in the zeitgeist. Are you guys know more often than not right now, we've been getting listener letters. Although I have seen some cute little scams. So maybe I'm going to switch it up and, and, and expose some things that I've been seeing on the interwebs for y'all on Beyonce's internet pretty soon. But today we're going to do another listener letter. So I need a fake name, Blair. It can be anything. Uh, Donna. Donna. Oh, Donna, like Donna Karen, like Donna <laughs> Summer. Yes. Donna definitely gets her hair highlighted like every three weeks. And yes. Donna always keep her nails done, but she's not going to get gel polish. She just, she's going to get it the wet kind and she's going <laughs> to sit in the salon. And so they're like, Donna, I think you're dry. She's like, no, put that spray on it. Put that spray on it. And she loves a ruby red. That really brings out her undertones. That's Donna. Uh, a ruby red. Hilarious. <laughs> Donna Vesike was the name of my imaginary friend as a child. Oh, you had an imaginary friend? Yeah, but it was just like me trying to make up one. Like, I didn't believe it was actually there, you know? Just for fun. Wait, what's your sign? You a Sagittarius or a Pisces? No, I'm a Libra. Oh, oh you're a Libra. Okay. What well, are you? I am a Cancer, but I have a lot of different places. Libra, Oh, Rising, I love Aries, Cancers. Moon, That's so crazy. Yes. And nobody ever guesses that up front. And then if you get to know me, you'd be like, okay, that bitch cries a lot. No, I think it makes sense. I wouldn't guess it, but it feels right now that I know. Yeah, I like to cry in the privacy of my home. Me um, too. I cried at the pilot of Abbott Elementary. Shout out to Quinta Brunson. She's a fucking genius. Um, but I love that show. It's I so love good. it too. There was one moment in the pilot, I was rewatching it because I had missed jokes. Like the jokes, like there's so many jokes happening. So I like to rewatch comedies and like catch everything. And it was one point where it was just like a, it was like a little heartfelt moment. I was like, Oh my god! Yeah, you know what? I don't watch that many hard comedies anymore, but I can't wait for that show to come on every week. 
I can't either. And honestly, sometimes I wish I could just wait and not watch it live because I don't want to see commercials. I just want to like go, right. go, go. But yeah, 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 yeah. Janelle James, Quinta, so like everybody funny. on the show, so fucking funny. Um, but he, so let's get into this. Lip. Donna, Donna says. <laughs> Long-time listener, first-time writer. I like that y'all do, like, first-time calling. Oh, I love that. Uh, oh, it says I'll put the nice stuff at the bottom because I know you're going to skip it. Okay, so you do be listening. Okay, love that for us. So, my family is big into movies. We'd go to a new movie a few times a month, and even more so during the summers. Because I love this because... So, I'm going to read this next sentence and I'm going to say what I have to say. So, because of that, my savvy mother developed a few scams to help out with the cost of going to the movies, which, of course, is a scam in and of itself. So, I just want to say this mother is so smart because the summer, the kids ain't going to school. If you can't ship them away to camp, she's like, how can I make them be quiet for two hours? A movie. Then they got to shut their little asses up the whole time. And I love she just part. needs like she's like I'll do I'll just shove them in the dark so I can hear <laughs> myself think, think for one minute. And I know pandemic parents, I shout out to y'all for staying sane. Y'all are y'all are also real heroes because I've seen so many posts and photos of moms in the bathroom hiding from their kids, like in the bathroom eating Ferrero Rocher. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they've done it. I don't know how they've done it. We're going on year three. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. Shout out to y'all and to the teachers because y'all are, God bless you Oh, my God. So, scam one. Most of the time, the theater employee at the podium who checks the tickets doesn't count the tickets if they're grouped together. This was also back in the days when you didn't have to reserve specific seating. So even though we had maybe eight people to go see a movie at a time, my mother would only buy four or five tickets and hand the group tickets to the podium worker. They'd never check the amount and they just ripped the whole group of tickets in half and we would go in. Beautiful. Genius. Absolutely genius mother. Iconic, your mom, a savant, a hero. She is the moment. Um, yeah. And also because movie theaters are usually staffed by disgruntled teenagers who maybe are high. And virgins also. <laughs> not a lot of life experience. <laughs> and also, why do they care? They not miss the AMC. Right. Like, they not miss the Regal. Like, what yeah. Like, only when you're a hater would you count the tickets. Because I feel like if you hand me a stack, I'm going to be like, yeah, y'all going on in. Like, yeah, exactly. It's not affecting their $7.25 an hour. Literally. Like, what do they get from it? Hell, it doesn't, yeah. the movie theater doesn't even make money off the tickets, right? Isn't it like that goes to the film? Oh, I don't even know. I believe so. And as an actor who does movies, I'm trifling for being like, yeah, yes, bitch. Rob okay, the bitch. <laughs> But anyways, so scam number two. Since I love the organization, BT Dubs, Donna. <laughs> I knew you'd be this way. Donna, you got some white shirts, don't you? You keep them crispy. Love it. So Donna's like, I don't even need no bleach. Clorox, never heard of her. Don't need her. Just using tie. Shout, don't need it. Never had a stain. Okay, Donna, when she picked the spoon up, it go all the way in her throat. Like, she ain't never dripped a, a, a just a drop on her. Oh, Love you're it. killing me. So, number two. Since the podium worker never counted people, we'd also send in my younger sister ahead of us so she could reserve seats for us all. She'd wait until a large family was getting their tickets ripped, and then she'd walk past the podium with them, no questions asked. <laughs> this mom, Donna has some gall. I am so into it. Unmitigated. Donna has no fear. She using her baby's cuteness as a scam. She says, Sarah, Incredible. 
Okay, Sarah, family, family of six, family of six, get up there and act like you with them. Like, the, I, Donna, I love this. Little Sarah just walking in, like, making fake conversation with the people in front of her. Like, yeah, my Oh, lady. my God. She has a sixth sense of when to capitalize. She knows. And also, I'm thinking in my head, like, Donna, uh, Donna's mama is literally lurking, like, waiting in the lobby for a large family to come in. So, ima- so I imagine that y'all have to get to the movies pretty early. Like, you know, you got previews, but y'all getting there, like, an extra 45 minutes early, so you're like, okay, we got to wait for our family. All right, there's the mark. Go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, who is this kid? We don't know this baby. And she's just bopping along with them. Like, no, this is my family. No, I'm with them. <laughs> no, I'm with the, I'm with the group. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's so funny, too, because, like, the other family's just smiling, like, look at these cute people walking by. Oh, man, this is sweet. This is so sweet. So, Scam 3. A certain movie theater chain used to have their largest popcorn size come with a 50-cent refill that came in the shape of a rip-off tag on the popcorn tub. My mom would either save the popcorn tubs from the past movies that we didn't use the refill or even root through the trash after a movie for popcorn tubs that had the refill tab intact. Damn, your mama liked movies. (laughs) She'd clean the popcorn tubs between movies, of course. So she... Unreal. This woman is firing on all cylinders. She has the whole place mapped out. She knows where the... La- she knows how to desensitize the lasers. Like, um, like Ocean's 8. That's Donna, mom. Mother Donna. Mother Donna is full Ocean's 8, 12, 11. I'm like, what are you going to tell me next, Donna? Sometimes we would sleep in the movie theater. <laughs> And catch a morning show. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, she's like, I burn the locks later on the way out so that I could come back in seamlessly in the morning with my seven children so that they would finally stop talking. Mama Donna got an AMC uniform and would pose <laughs> as an employee. Hi from her children. She really wanted y'all to be quiet. Mama Donna needed peace. She was like, I'm going to root through the trash. I don't care. I'm going to do whatever I got to do. <laughs> this woman would do anything to find a shred of relief from her children. Right. But she was going to get them snacks, too. She was like, yeah, if I get them snacks, they got to have their mouth closed chewing. Now, I can make sure they're not going to talk at all because they're going to be eating that popcorn. Okay? <laughs> you you come- can't talk when there's seven pounds of popcorn. Literally, you leave in the movie theater, your mom's like, hold on, let me go collect the popcorn buckets. <laughs> also, Mama Donna, you didn't have to root through the trash. If y'all waited till the credits, you could have just walked through the aisles and grabbed the popcorn buckets without them being in the trash. I feel like you would have been doing a cleaning crew a favor. Like, people leave popcorn, but you know what, Mama Donna, whatever you got, I'm not going to knock your head. No, I think she liked the art of it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it was exciting for her, like yeah. dumpster diving. Yeah, she got off on it. She had to have, because she was, she putting her kids in it. She's like, Sarah, run up there and act like that man's your dad. <laughs> oh, like, normal God. people, Sarah's like, I thought they said stranger danger. Not at the movie theater. <laughs> stranger friender at the movie theater. Now go act like that's your daddy. <laughs> Not at the movie theater. When I say go up to all strange people, you, you go. You go. And you look like they kid, okay? <laughs> you know how I taught you how to look like they kid. <laughs> So this is once uh, Donna says once I ended up working for a movie theater myself. Of course, it's a family business. 
I shut down my mother's scams. Oh, okay. Because I was able to get free movie tickets for her, so that made up for it. Oh, this is heartwarming. Oh, I love how this ends, Don. That child was traumatized. <laughs> she she was like, she was like, yeah, I want to go straight now. I'm tired <laughs> of a life of crime. <laughs> Yo, I love that Donna, like, you know how rappers be like, I'm gonna buy my mama a house. Donna's got a job at AMC because she was like, I'm gonna take my mama out the movie theater game. She ain't gonna, <laughs> she ain't gonna be a motion picture pilfler no more. I'm gonna make it rain tickets on my mama. That is exactly what happened. That's so crazy. That's... That, that child just couldn't deal with it anymore. I mean, I also think, like, if you see your mom rooting through the trash because she wants to give you an experience, no matter if her, if the mom, if Mama Donna was getting off on it and having fun, I feel like you would want to be like, I don't want to see my mama, like, rooting through the trash. Like, I'm a, I'm a hook I'm going to give her all the popcorn she could ever want. Make it rain popcorn, all the butter, <laughs> all the different sauce. You want the cheddar? We got the cheddar. You want the garlic? We got it. You want kettle corn? Say less. <laughs> I'm uh, like, you know what? This is a beautiful story. That that was like, that was a great listener letter. What a great start to this whole show. Uh, you know what, Donna? Shout out to you. Uh, shout I, out, Donna. Love you, girl. Love you. Love you so much. Guys, we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be back with my favorite part of the show, Historic Hoodwinks. Scams! Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children. Yes, Whitney said they are our future, and don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher, okay? Which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. The weather is getting warmer, y'all. Skies out, thighs out. Yes, it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. If you've been waiting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince, y'all, it's for you. You can build a lineup of timeless pieces that you can keep looking effortlessly chic year after year. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Oh no, I haven't even looked at the jewelry yet. Now I'm about to be over there buying jewelry. I'm telling y'all, Quince, when you start going over there, it, the luxury the vibe when I wash things, they come out of the washer and the dryer looking exactly like the, how they came in. The quality is so good and the price is 
completely unbelievable. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash goddess. Cons! And we are back and it's time for Historic Hoodwinks. Ooh, I like this one a lot. Uh, guys, we're talking about Press Your Luck. Do you remember that show? I don't. Before my no, time. No, I don't. But if it's during your time, shout out to you for knowing it. Love that. Well, this is not an ages show. We want all ages. All races. All creeds. All abilities. All, all, all genders. And all sexualities. <laughs> I get everything. All hair color. <laughs> Thank you for including that one. I really appreciate that. <laughs> In May of 1984, a middle-aged ice cream truck driver took CBS's game show Pressure Luck for all it was worth during a winning spree that just wouldn't stop. He said, can't stop, won't stop, uh-uh, uh-uh, come on, daddy. The man scammed the network out of over $100,000 during a single game. Wow. Okay. So Michael Larson. Of course he's a Michael. Every Mike is a Michael, player. that's incredible, pal. Michaels, Matts, we know what y'all doing. <laughs> we know what y'all doing. That's like such a, that's the kind of name, like, if, like, I always remember this name from Modern Family, but like, Longinus. If your name is Longinus, like, if some, like there's very few of those. We gonna find you. But if you name your kid Michael, Matt, and somebody's like, Matt did this, they're gonna be like, okay, that's like a billion people. Like, right, right. You can just um, move through a crowd quite easily. Oh, yes. You're invisible. It's like... Hiding a, in plain sight. Yeah. Here, like a, a visibility cloak ain't got shit on you. Ain't yeah. got shit on a mat. Okay? Just be Michael or Matt. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> it's like they put that on their birth certificate. The nurse is like, okay, you know you know you mean your baby something no one gonna care about. And they're like, yeah. I know. So now they can get us into the movie theater. Go on, little Michael. That's your Yeah, flavorless. Can take a show for a hundred grand. No one will know. So Michael Larson was a 35-year-old ice cream truck driver from Lebanon, Ohio. Never heard of Lebanon, Ohio. Shout out to y'all. This is Michael. Okay. Michael is also giving, like, very much ice cream man. Yeah. These pictures are kind of giving a little bit, like, murderer, but... I was going to (laughs) say, I don't know about these. These are some real shots right here. I mean, the first one is like, oh, we taking a group photo because you can see somebody head cropped in the corner. But the other one where he's in this suit with this kind of devilish look, I, you know, Michael is mischievous. Yeah. So like most game show contestants, he had a goal of being on television and spent a significant time preparing. Now, I would say that I, when I was first starting to act, I remember this um, reality woman uh, had somehow got a hold of me and she was like a casting director for a different reality show. So she would always send me like reality stuff. And there were certain things, like, obviously I wasn't trying to do, uh, even though, guys, if you really want to know my shame. I put on my Instagram, it's somewhere deep, deep down, but I was on Real Housewives of New York. I was fully doing a bit for food. Um, My uh, boss was like, oh, you want to come on Real Housewives of New York? Ramona pretending that she's having her wine business here. And I I was like, sure. He was like, yeah, I'll give you a week of free dinner. And we had some busting dinners. So I was like, okay. And I had just started improv classes. So I was like, okay, TV. 
That sounds like a great job to me. Right. But after that, I knew, like, I don't want to do reality TV. But she would send me these emails, this different woman. And um, one was for a game show. And I remember going in. Oh, my God. I got picked to do the game show. And then the day of, I didn't feel like it. And I didn't go. <laughs> You're a, you are a goddamn legend, is what you are. You know, oh I didn't, my god! I didn't hilarious because like they said we were gonna be there for like twelve to sixteen hours. It was unpaid, and they told me they were gonna take my cell phone. And I was like, "What am I supposed to do? Read a book?" That's so funny. I remember getting asked to do all those things too, and it's just like the worst. Like in New York, you're trying to survive, you, even if it pays like a hundred dollars, but it's like hell for eighteen hours. You're like, okay, I'll go do it. Like I remember, I would go to like concerts where they needed to fill the audience but it would be like hell or like late 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 at night or yeah and it's like they treat you like cattle um i've only done background work once and i actually ended up in the episode that was law and order svu i was behind ice t making the same face he made every single take and then (laughs) i ended up in it Oh my god, I want to see that so bad. There's a picture. I always be promising to post these pictures. Judith, will you remind me? I'll I'll try to find (laughs) the Real Housewives episode and I'll try to find the picture and I'll post them. But I was just, because I think it was like his cop friend was getting indicted and he was like, oh my god. I was behind him like, oh my god too. What? (laughs) What? And I I did it every (laughs) single take. Every take. And I actually posted it because somebody made a thread on Twitter like a year ago that was like, show us like, if you're an actor... A professional actor show us some background work if you ever did background work and I posted that and I was like Ice-T was really nice he gave he offered us donuts and then he responded and was like yo what's up and I was like oh this is sweet full circle whoa that's cool as hell he seems so cool but I think the only people who do background who are like cool and normal I will say like obviously I did it so it's a learning experience to know that this is not a path to acting but the only people who are cool and normal who do background like over and over again are old people because any old person I've met doing background, you could tell they're just like, we retired. We want to see some celebrities and see how the movies work. Yeah. And they're just chilling. They're not there like, oh, I hope I can get a line. Or like trying to like yeah. talk when they shouldn't. Or like leering around the actors and stuff. Yeah, they're just like there for a thriller to be social. Right. They're like, this is something new, Gertie. Let's get off yeah, the Yeah, this porch is a hobby. And do yeah. NCIS. Yeah, let's go see Ice Tea. Right. Let's walk by in a frame. That sounds yeah. fun. So, yeah. uh, so he's doing this game show thing. And and he said that he's, st- like, uh, Caitlin's notes here say that he prepared for this. Which I'm like, how do you prepare for something called press show luck? It seems like it's about <laughs> luck. <laughs> well, we're going to find out. So Michael had filled his home with televisions. <laughs> this man... <laughs> And in my head, all I imagine is, like, a bunch of TVs stacked on top of each other into, like, a very haphazard fire uh, code. Definitely, a like, a fire hazard thing where he's got all these TVs set up and he's just watching it. So he filled his home with these televisions, spent hours on end watching infomercials and game shows to find a way to get rich. During one day in 1983, the game show Pressure Luck appeared on one of Michael's televisions. So I think those creepy pictures, we had the right feeling. Like, this is a man who's watching multiple televisions at once. That, some... Yeah, that's like one of those weird uh, men in the movies with, like, surveillance, you know? But he was just, like, surveilling cable looking for a get-rich scheme. 
And also, like, I feel like an ice cream truck driver is a scammer job. Although I did just see, like, a funeral with ice cream truck uh, ice cream truck driver had passed. And then they did, like, a procession of all these other ice cream truck drivers, like, with their music on. And it was actually really beautiful. But I feel like... Oh, that's ice- cool. Ice cream truck driver feels like a scammer job because you make your own hours. Like, the kids don't know when the ice cream truck coming. That's why they put on the music. <laughs> like, if the ice cream truck came every day at 3 or or 2.15, you would just know to be outside. But the ice cream truck driver's like, I work my own hours. When y'all hear the dun 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 you better get your ass out here and get a bomb pop because I, that's when I'm here. Yeah, I feel like they're also famous for, like, all, some of them, like, selling drugs to, like, they could sell weed to kids. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of that, definitely. Now, do you think that that was like the conspiracy theorists who are also saying that every year you got to check candy for weed for Halloween? Like, people going to give away their hard-earned weed to children? <laughs> no, I don't think that. I, okay. I, I remember when we were little, I don't know if you had this, but like, there would always be rumors of like, razor blades or like scary stuff Mm -hmm. in candy I never like heard of it I don't know why that was like a prevalent thing in childhood I never knew anyone it happened to or anything if it was just something people were afraid of or if it actually happened but I've never heard of like people being afraid of weed being in candy I feel like that's a news holiday because every right. single year the news wants to be like, it's Halloween. How can you protect your kids? Right. More at 11. They're putting shanks in the Snickers. Right. Oh, <laughs> like, God. Terrifying. Like, I feel like I would notice a shank in my Snicker. I feel like if I got a Starburst and it had a knife in it, I would see the knife. <laughs> like, I feel like as I get older, the more it's like bad to watch the news. I'm just like, there's nothing that can improve or make a, our lives better on there. Yeah, I mean, the news, their whole tactic is to keep you in fear so that you yeah. keep coming back to the news. That's yeah. the point. They're like, we have all the facts about your neighborhood. Who's murdering your kids? Right. Like, <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. You met, Are you sure you're, you weren't on the news? That's crazy. I feel like I should do the news. It's like, oh my God. Everybody's going to die tonight. Yeah. More at 11. If yeah. you watch, though, at 11, you're probably not going to die. We need yeah. these sweeps ratings. <laughs> we need the ratings. Your cortisol is now high enough for you to be worried and run around your house for the rest of the night. Find out about the deadly product in your home. <laughs> and it's like, why would you just tell me now? Why I gotta wait till 11? Yeah, this just in. There's an axe murderer on your doorstep. More at 11. Yeah. Tell me now. I know. God, Jesus Christ. Your house is on fire. More at 11. What <laughs> <laughs> you need to tell me right now? What? <sighs> so... You know, he's watching all these TV shows. He sees Pressure Luck. And he's like, ooh, boom, boom, bam. At the time that it's airing, the game show was offering more than any other on air. So they had the coins on Pressure Luck. The game had a big board, a light-up rectangular array of prize boxes, which contestants would earn the right to take turns by spinning by answering the host trivia questions correctly. So we're looking at the box right now. And they got some cute things up here. Okay, so it's like a little gremlin that means that you lose, I think. And then they got a box that's like $700. Okay, that's that's cute for, for a few weeks. $750. This is the 80s, too, so it's a little bit of inflation. You could do, you could do some things with that. <laughs> or a um, car. There's a car. There's a car, and it just says car. Not what kind of car. <laughs> it's a drawing of a car. So you're just going to get a whip. You're not going to know what kind of whip, but you're going to get a whip. Uh, which Washington, D.C. <laughs> you can go to the Lincoln Memorial 
Yeah. Like, you could go to the uh, the lawn. Um, Jamaica. <laughs> and they have a picture of what looks to be two white people dancing. And can, can we zoom on that? What is this picture of Jamaica? Because I feel like it should just either be a Jamaican flag or black people or a beach. But it looks like two white people dancing. Are I they, can't see their faces. Or are they dolls? I see two heads. Yeah. I could be wrong. We'll they really the got that one wrong. Yeah, it, yeah, that looks more like Puerto Rico. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then the devil gremlin everywhere. The devil gremlin. I I do want to. <laughs> I do want to also say that I watched this TikTok, and if you follow me on Twitter, you saw this hater woman who um, was talking about how influencers get a lot of gifts from like businesses and stuff, and she brought up the point that like you're supposed to claim gifts on your taxes if they're worth $100 or more. And like, ain't nobody doing that. Don't do that. It, how the government gonna know what gift you got? Don't tell nobody. But um, but also, if you do decide not to tell nobody and you get Wesley Snipes, don't bring me up. I'm not in it. Um, I never said that. <laughs> but... The, don't snitch you guys right. but the hater tiktok lady did bring up a good point that like when oprah gave away all those cars to those teachers they had to pay taxes on those cars because it was a gift and a lot of them or some of them ended up having to sell the cars because they couldn't afford the tax oh my god that's sad as hell which i was like teachers i i when i think about i get so upset when i think about teachers not being paid a million dollars truly and the thing is is that i always say this with children like with babysitting, I don't underpay your babysitter. Don't underpay the person who's watching your kids because then maybe they're not gonna care as much if your kids live or die. You know, maybe they'll let your kids slip on some Lysol while they texting their boyfriend. Like you want to make sure the job is worth it because that's precious cargo. So I don't understand why we've ever allowed teachers to be underpaid when they're literally looking after the thing you made. Oh my God, Lacey, one of my 500 jobs I had in New York, I was a nanny for this Upper East Side family. And it was a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a four-month-old. And I got paid $18 an hour. (laughs) What? (laughs) So they basically were like, yeah, you can let let the... the the three-year-old, the five-year-old put the three-year-old in the dryer and hit spin. Like, do you not love your children? I feel like they were trying to put a hit on their kids. I feel like if, you, if you're on the Upper East Side, you got coin, and you pay your babysitter that little, like, you want your kids to die. What, what is happening? Oh, God. If I you're not rich, I understand, but if you're on the Upper East Side of New York, you got a little coin, and you got that many kids in New York in this economy, that's too many yeah. children. Who are you, Hilary Baldwin? That's too many kids to live in New York. I know. I feel like in New York, two kids maximum. Like you got, you got yeah. four, five kids. You, you a rich person, right? You, you God know. bless the babysitters. God bless the babysitters as well. So also on this board, there's a two thousand dollar thing. There's a five thousand dollar one that also has an additional spin. So you get five G's and you get to spin again. There's a big screen TV. We don't know the brand. Could be Samsung. Could be LG. We don't know. It just says big screen TV. Whatever you get, you're gonna take it and you're gonna like it. Um, there's a twenty five hundred dollar and then there's like a five hundred dollar that has a one more spin too. And then there's also a motorcycle you could win a motorcycle which i feel like a motorcycle is not something that you should ever have people win um just because how do you know anybody knows how to ride a motorcycle and how do you know that they want a motorcycle it's just yeah it's also like a death trap a motorcycle and also one time when i i had a scooter um like a little honda tiny scooter 
Um, I went to get like my permit and they accidentally gave me a motorcycle license, which you actually have to do like all these classes and several hours of training for. And yeah, I'm a licensed motorcycle driver, even though I can't, don't know how to drive one. Where are you a whole scammer? How you just <laughs> accidentally get a motorcycle license? That's not how licenses work. You're not supposed to be like, oops, they, they said I could drive a big rig. And then you just start driving a big rig? Like, that's not how it's supposed to work. Now, as someone who got a license in very um, sketchy terms, I will say I understand because the DMV is overwhelmed. I didn't do a driver's test to get my license. Uh, like, not the like the like in the car one. All I did was a written test. And they was like, here you go, girl. State of Texas. Ew. That is so funny. Yeah, because I always think, how did that happen? But the lady just read the form wrong. You know? That's all that it was. Look, she was over. Cheryl at the DMV. <laughs> They didn't let her have her coffee smoke break. And she was like, I don't know, stamp it. Stamp, stamp, And she was like, Blair and Lacey can go on the open road, (laughs) even though they're not fully qualified. They can drive a big rig, a motorcycle, commercial (laughs) vehicle, whatever they want. (laughs) It's also a scam that we're allowed to drive U-Hauls. Like, I think you should have to have a commercial license to drive a U-Haul. That is an insane piece of truck to just let anybody with a license drive. Yeah, or like large RVs where it's like a 73-year-old man who just retired and can barely see is all of a sudden is driving like the biggest vehicle on the road. Right, he hitting the open road. Like, no, no, no. He's like, it's it's, it's all good. (laughs) No, it's not. It's all bad. Very bad. It doesn't make sense. So the game, you know, had this big board, which we just described. The squares would light up in a seemingly random order. And the player would stop the spin by pressing a button. The square would stay illuminated and the player would win whatever was in that square, which included not only cash prizes, but vacations like we saw in Jamaica with the white people. Uh, sailboats or extra spins, a motorcycle, a car. We don't know what kind of car, just a car. I love that too because this is the 80s and they were like, well, we don't know who's sponsoring it every week. So we ain't going to make a new board every time we got a new whip. We're just going to be like a car. And then you open it up and maybe it's a Honda Fit. I guess they didn't have those back then like a station wagon or you know i love a honda fit a model t i'm playing that's rude (laughs) so uh but with each spin there was also a one in six chance of hitting a whammy which was that little monster guy which would automatically wipe out all of the players winnings so if you would hit a 750 and you would hit a 700 and you would hit a you know whatever if you hit the little whammy monster not only did you not win that turn, they took away all your coins. <laughs> That's a little too much for me. Because, That's cutthroat as hell. Right. I feel like if I was on pressure, look, I'd be like, okay, well, I already won $1,500. I don't want to spend no more. They'd be like, you have to spend. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm done. Give me my money. <laughs> like, you look like at the casino. Right. That's why they could probably do more money than all the other game shows is because they knew they were going to rob you. Like, you think you're winning, you're having a good time, then all of a sudden they got a ski mask on and they're like, give it back, run it back. Like, (laughs) mm, let me leave with something. Yeah. Like Denzel said, I came here, I'm leaving with something. Mm -mm." Yeah, that's their loophole. It's like blackjack. No, if I got kicked off pressure luck, I'm leaving with the host (laughs) cue cards, a microphone, the stand, something. (gasps) Like, you're not just about to tell me I got to go home and I get nothing. Mm, disrespectful. So after weeks of observation, Michael discovered that the squares did not illuminate randomly, but instead had only five movement patterns, which included two squares that never held whammies. Mm, so he was like, the math is mathing. 
Yeah, he's like a card counter. Right. It's like that that uh, meme of who was that woman in that show where she like saw the numbers in front of her face? You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, I do know exactly what you mean, but I don't know what the show was. Not the Queen's Gambit because she did see the ch- the chess pieces on the ceiling, which I was like, is that what Quaaludes did? You can see a whole chess <laughs> game on your ceiling. That sounds fun. <laughs> But also, look, I feel like a waste of Quaaludes to just be staring, making, doing chess. You could just do that sober. But, yeah. but what was it? It was not 24. It was like a woman who. It's a blonde woman, yeah, right? It's a blonde woman. Yeah. Oh, I know y'all are yelling. Y'all are yelling at the, <laughs> at the however you listen to this, your headphones, your radio, like your boombox. I know y'all are yelling and we are not going to get it. And that is so unsatisfying, isn't it? I know it is because I listen to podcasts and I hate that shit. Oh. Uh, but we're not going to get uh, uh, Judah, Google blonde lady number meme and see who it is. We'll, we'll circle back. I, I won't do y'all like that. Um, but I know some of y'all are yelling. And do y'all feel satisfied? Reply, guys, because you know what I'm talking about. Love that for you. <laughs> Take that. Take that win. We all need to win every day. According to the then head of CBS programming, Michael Brockman, this is what he says. What was expensive to create was the light pattern on the board. No one wanted to spend that much money on the pilot. And then the pattern wasn't improved enough when the show went to production. So basically, y'all had the light pattern on the board. And then Blair came in. And she said, HTML, <laughs> control, I'll delete. And y'all hired Blair. And then she never switched it up on the board for y'all. She was oh, like, this is God. good enough. I got an audition. I'll be back in five hours. Bless your luck. <laughs> good luck finding the right one. I got to go. Thank you good so luck. much. Press your yeah. luck. <laughs> So armed with a winning method, Michael borrowed the money to fly to California to audition for the show. Damn, you had to audition in person? I guess you couldn't send tapes. It's 1983, 84. So you can't just, I guess you could mail a tape, but that feels, yeah. Michael also didn't have time with all the TV he was watching. He had too many things, too many screens to be keeping tabs on. I feel like he had to get that plane ticket money. So all of a sudden the ice cream man just started coming every hour. Yeah. He was literally here 30 minutes ago. (laughs) He drove his ice cream truck down to the, the Ford Estates. Now, I will say the only thing, like, to circle back to what you said, a callback about the ice cream drug dealer, maybe, or dealer, maybe, you know, dealing drugs, was, like, in Friday, Big Worm was also drove the ice cream truck, and he definitely was dealing drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's, like, a famous... Tr- it could be something that they just show in TV and movies, but I feel like I've seen it so many times over the years. Yeah. I, I wonder how much it's based in reality. Yeah, where did you that would... myth come from? Also, though, Face on Love, we don't like you on this show. I don't like that you tried to insult my queen, Nicole Byers. So anyways. Oh, um, yeah, I won't forget that either. Any fucking ways. Raggedy bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he got his winning method. He's like, I'm going to fly to Cali and give the girls what they need. When he arrived in Los Angeles, he was so broke that the shirt he wore on the show was thrifted for 65 cents. Okay, thrift store, though. <laughs> 65 big ones. Also, that's like, like, you didn't have any shirts at home? That's an ice cream sandwich. Right. That's that's one of the ice cream sandwiches he got while he was running it up. He was like, all right, it, it, this bomb pop used to cost, a, like, uh, 30 cents. Yeah, well, now it's going to be 95. <laughs> Your boy needs 65 cents for a fit. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Y'all like how fast I did that math? Very simple math, but come on now. Y'all know this is improv. Praise me. I'm amazed. <laughs> Thank you. No calculator or nothing, Jesus. So, <laughs> Larson's plot. So during the audition process, oh, this is going to be a long one. We're already at 55 minutes. Here we are. Uh, during the audition process, Michael intentionally fit the bill of the perfect contestant. He was perky, a little too eager, self-deprecating. That's They want you to be perky and self-deprecating? Producers are evil. Yeah. I mean, that's a twisted, that's a twisted message you're sending. Right. Like, you want somebody to be basically insecure and excited and, and, and sad. And Crystal uh, from The Read, which is my favorite podcast, she tweeted this week, uh, or maybe last week, she tweeted that, like, the people, the producers on TLC will never see heaven, but I love the content. And so producers do be evil, especially, like, reality TV producers. Like, the other producers, you know, it's all scripted or whatever. Some of them bad, some of them good. But reality TV show, their whole job is to exploit you as who you are as a human being. Yeah, and ply you with alcohol so that you're, you'll be so worn down, you'll behave in ways that you normally you wouldn't. never would. And they'll deprive you of sleep, and they'll also yeah. whisper things in your ear. Like, the Bachelor producers, all them, all them motherfuckers are evil. Like, yeah, they're like, hey, do you know what this person just said about you to everyone? Like, and, and then they're like, go on a rampage. And people don't know about the villain edit. Like, that Victoria girl from The Bachelor, like, she definitely is trash in real life because she did some shit to black and brown people that, on that show that I did not fuck with. But I also know that behind the scenes, they were like, oh, Victoria, if you want to stay on the show and get more airtime, you got to fight with these bitches. One of them called you ugly and said that all your bras show and all your clothes. So you should definitely drag her. Like, they do things like that. And they're like, yeah. if you're not interesting, you gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, and they yeah, they can and they also will sell the villain story, like, oh, you're gonna be the star if you're the villain. And think mm-hmm. about how many um sponsorships Flowers. and Instagram ads you're gonna get to sell after this, you know? Sell your soul. It's worth it. Cause after this, you're gonna sell cold teeth lightning yeah. on Instagram <laughs> and lollipops that make you not wanna eat. Don't you want that in your future? Yeah, don't you want to sell shit tea and boxes of beauty samples? <laughs> don't you want to Isn't make that lots your of dream? young people shit from tea? Oh my god! Literally, like this is—you're right. This is the dream that they're selling them. So this poor—I'm not gonna say poor man yet because we don't know how he turned out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, he—he he sold it because he's watched enough of this on his thirties. 11 TVs to know like this there's a type for game shows and I knew right. that too when I went on that game show that I didn't actually show up for uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that they want you to be excited a little smart you gotta be fun and funny but not too funny and not too fun a little like it's like an everyman like everybody who's watching it in middle America as they cut their corn in the grass Nebraska is like oh that's me I, I feel like that's also like every um sides that I get for audition, they're like pretty but has no idea. Attractive, but you wouldn't know, but down to earth, but has no idea that she could even have a shred of worth. 
But that's literally every like cis straight man. I'm not gonna say every. There's some good cis straight men out there. Cause come on, Doug. In the beginning, Doug. Yeah, Doug. Thank you for everything. Thank you for everything, Doug. But you know, some cis straight men who are into misogyny. That's their hobby. Uh, that's what they want. Is like a real bad bitch who has no clue. I want a sexy ass woman who has no mirrors in her house. Like huge boobs, but extremely humble. (laughs) I was. So uh, something I like to do for fun is go on dating apps on FaceTime with my friend Amy and read the dating app profiles for men because they are fucking wild. Like, oh my god! They'll they be- always say they want a humble woman, humble! and I'm like, humble. I'm like, what are you saying? All I'm hearing when you say must be humble is that you want a woman to be. A- in your room that you can yell at while she folds your socks. Literally. Humble and loyal, which means that, one, I want you to have low self-esteem, and two, I want you to like me so much that when I start doing fuck shit to you because you're loyal, you don't go nowhere. Like, you just stay and take it. That's what those words mean. All y'all out there, if you Can you tweet that? Because I'm going to retweet it after. I'm going to tweet it after this. Yeah. Because we need to get this out there. Because that's literally what it is. That needs to be out there tonight as soon as this is over. Oh, I will. Because this this is our more at 11. This is our PSA, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to tease people. I'm going to give it to them straight. Because it's Thank God. Humble, they be like, oh, you don't know how much you're worth. Loyal, oh, you don't care how much I do to you because you're going to stay here for it. And those are literally the lethal combinations. If I see either of those words on a dating profile and and not a I lot run. of cis straight men listen to this podcast, so we're probably safe giving this information because I don't want y'all to switch it up. I want people to know. But... <laughs> But, you know, we're women. I'm a woman. So, you know, they're like, women talking. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> and she black? Oh, my God, no. Oh, my God. That's, like, mostly where all my, like, negative reviews come from. They're like, this Negro wench is on here waxing poetic about scams. I hate her. But this woman had the gall to speak in a microphone? What is she doing? Women oh my talking? God. The ghetto. So... But it is true, guys. Like, if you see that on a profile, both of those things hit swipe left, swipe left, swipe left. Also, if you see people complaining on a dating profile, like, I want to yes. meet up, no pin pals. They've been on there too long. And, and <gasps> Please don't be boring. I'm like, you say something interesting, bitch. Right. You probably never said something funny in your life. And please I have, don't be boring. Please don't you be hate boring. Women. You hate women. Also, I had to learn to stop being interesting as an entertainer you know like <laughs> like I, I always that's so funny i would always be trying to have something nice to say or fun to say or something different and that's why i got off bumble because i was like bitch i gotta do all the entertaining i gotta come in after a while this is why i knew i needed to get off bumble i would just start sending gifts as the first thing because i was oh cause my like, god on bumble, they make the cisgendered women respond first and I would send a gift because I was like, bitch, I'm not coming up with another entertaining thing to say to y'all. And then on other apps, I still found myself like trying to keep the conversation interesting. And I was like, why am I doing this? Now they'd be like, what you doing? And I'd be like, nothing. <laughs> Where you at? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> Nowhere. I would never in my life go and bumble. I'm like, there are literally like two good things about being a woman. Like, I know I'm definitely not <laughs> making the first move. Like, what's the point of being a woman? Like, what is the point? I'm not doing that. And, like, if you make the first move, shout out to you. Like, I've done it sometimes. It, it doesn't work out for me. Like, they'll, me like, be interested, but they won't be interested enough. But, you know, it's it's fine. 
I think with women, like, if I make the first move with a woman, it's different. Like, that is different. Right. And I'm bisexual. So, like, that's different. But with a cisgendered man, it's like, I'm not doing this. Like, y'all don't deserve all this energy. Y'all about to get, like, three-letter texts. They'm like, how you doing today? I'm going to be like, good. I'm not even going to put the D. It's just going to say yeah. good. <laughs> No, it's like, do your job. I'm you don't so deserve tired. a full word. What is this, Wordle? You don't yeah, deserve oh my a God. full word. You can't have it. Um, so, anyways, back to the story, because I know y'all are like, this is a departure. <laughs> um, we did get the meme lady for y'all. It's from a Brazilian show, and the meme is called Math Lady. And I have to say that I'm very embarrassed, but I thought it was Claire Danes from that show that Claire Danes was on, uh, which is very Homeland. disrespectful of me. Homeland! Woo! I thought it was Homeland meme, but it is not. Um, it's the Brazilian lady from the Brazilian show. So let's continue with the story because I all know- blondes look the same. No, they don't. <laughs> they kidding, don't I'm at kidding. all. Although I will say, I ran into an actress, and like this happens to me all the time as a black person. This happened to me in the room where, like, I'll I remember going up at UCB and I was about to do a show, and somebody had just finished a show, Ego from SNL. And um, she's a homie. And for some reason, people think we look alike because we're dark skinned and we used to have the same hairstyle. But she's taller than I am, thinner than I am. Like we have, we don't have the same face. She's very beautiful. We just don't have the same face. And I remember a comedian came up to me and was like, "Oh, you just killed it out there. Great set." And meanwhile, I'm in the green room because I'm about to do a show. Echo in a corner, and I'm like, "She's here." <laughs> How did you confuse us? But then I did that to another comedian at a party where I was like, oh, girl, we follow each other on Twitter. It's so good to meet in real life. And after we had this conversation, I realized, I was like, that's not who I thought it was. Oh, yeah. I've done it. I do this all the time. Like, and I need to get glasses where I think I'm like, I'm so friendly. Like, if I think I see someone, like, I'll wave. I'll just wave. So I'm always waving to the wrong person. I won't go up and say hello. I just, like do one of these, and then they always look at me confused. And then I'm like, fuck, that's not who it was. I thought it was. God, how well, many times do I do this? A wave is safer than walking up confidently and having a conversation, though. So yeah. people could just think you're friendly. Right. So back to the story. <laughs> the act earned him a spot on the show the same day he auditioned. So remember, his act was, he came and he was like, I'm so excited to be here. I am not worthy. I'm ugly. And they were like, yeah, him, him. We're going to get him on there. And so it worked. He got on the show. After the first round of generic questions that were always asked in order for the three contestants to earn spins, Michael was the first to get his turn on the board. So he got, like, he knew everything. He knew all the things to say to the girls. Those those uh, 37 TVs he had stacked up against each other really paid off. So on his first spin, he intentionally stopped on a whammy to avoid pos- suspicion that he didn't, and he didn't have money to lose. So he was like, okay, I'm going to give the girls a whammy on purpose in the beginning because I don't have no coins. So I'm not going to lose <laughs> anything. Like, they'll never know. Which I think, yeah. like, as a scammer, so smart. You don't want to get too greedy. You don't want to be too arrogant. He's like, I have to let the girls know that I don't know nothing. And, like, look at the way he Low looks on this. He's wearing a suit, a $0.85 cent dollar shirt that actually looks pretty nice. 80, how far did $0.85 cents go in 1985? This man knew what he was doing. He was like, I'll look clean cut, non-threatening. He's wearing blue, no red, no aggressive colors. Like, blue is typically on television. A lot of Democrats wear blue. It's seen as, like, not a... It's like a smart color, not a power color. Yeah, he's like, I'll just look very vague. Just vague and muted. 
He was like, I'll give myself a haircut with my kitchen <laughs> knives. <laughs> he looks sweet in this photo, though. He does. His hair- Like, he was putting the part on, yeah. And also, it feels like he should have shaved his head bald, but I feel like he would look crazy if it was bald. So he's like, I want to look like I'm holding on to my hair, so I'm going to, like, have a receding hairline that goes down to my neck. <laughs> like, yeah. He he really played the part, and I love a costume, and he's giving, you know, theatrics. So on his next spin, he collected $2,500 while his opponents, Ed Long and Janie Littress, earned $4,080 and $4,600 before the first round ended, and it was Michael's turn again. So he knows, and pressure luck, they let the girls get a good amount of coin, and then what keeps the viewers interested is they snatch it all away. So it's like you looking at that money you just earned and you're thinking about all the light bills you're going to pay, you know, the the vacation to a resort you're going to take your kids on and stuff. You're excited. So there's a pain when they High wire act. Yeah. They want you scared. And they want you, like, excited because you're like, oh, I just got some things. Like, oh, my God, things. So he's got the least amount of money right now, right? So this is when the heat turned up. On his first spin, Michael hit one of the best spots on the board, 4,000 plus a free spin. His next spin, he hit 5,000 plus a free spin. The next, 1,000 plus a free spin. Using his study strategy, he kept going for 40 consecutive spins, never hitting a whammy. Between five and 10 spins, meaning his winning spree should have been impossible. Wow. By the time he decided to end his turn, he had won $102,851, roughly with inflation, about $275,000 today, as well as trips to the the Bahamas, the Bahamas, (laughs) Kauai, and a sailboat. While the producers were freaking out, there was nothing they could do about it because he never technically broke any rules. Additionally, Michael's turn took so long that it couldn't be contained in a single half-hour episode, necessitating it be broken up into a two-part episode filled with an interview between Michael and the host. So then they was like, okay, we got to turn this around somehow. So there's definitely a producer in the room like, how the fuck is he winning this much? And they're like, okay, we can can spin this. This is going to be exciting. We're going to get ratings because finally somebody cleaning it up. (laughs) So we're going to do an interview with him and be like, how did you learn how to press your luck, Michael? Like, (laughs) when did you learn how to press? And when did you get luck? Tell us. How did you learn how to beat our asses? And then look at this, this photo. It says, to be continued. There's a guy with like $4,080. And for some reason, he's got his hand on his head and he's looking very defeated. Why? His head in his hands, just like, I have met my nightmare. I waited to get on this episode and this man is winning $102,000 and won't stop spinning. I want to go home. I want to go. They're like, we're tired. He's spinning (laughs) again, again. Yeah. So due to CBS rules, Michael also wasn't eligible to be invited back to the following episode to defend his title that he won. Wait, as he won more than $25,000. So if you win more than 25 Gs, they were like, well, you can't come back because you won $25,000. Like, please leave us Yeah, because that's not supposed to happen. We're supposed to just not have you win. We're supposed to take all your money away. So the show was so embarrassing to CBS, they locked the episode away in their vault. Wow. Years later, when other networks brought the syndication rights to old episodes, CBS also refused to let them air the Michael Larson episode. They were like, we don't want anybody to see us take this L. So you know what? I take it back. The producers were dumb. Because I feel like this is something that could have been explosive. 
Like, like a huge news story. Yeah, I would have definitely let it play out because if you do a stay tuned, like the girls are going to be like, oh my God, the American dream, white picket fence. Yeah. He got all the money. Like, what But they would like weigh the giant publicity it could have been against the nightmare of everyone figuring out their show in an instant. <laughs> but here's the thing. Then if you know that obviously this man has figured out the show somehow, just switch it up before you start doing more shows. Yeah. So after the show, the $50,000 theft, though producers didn't want to let Michael keep his earnings, he was ultimately allowed to keep everything, of which he had to pay $30,000 in taxes. Remember, we talked about the Oprah cars. So, you know, like, he had to pay taxes on his winning. When he returned home, he immediately put $30,000 into a real estate venture that ended up being a Ponzi scheme. Damn. I mean, you are a scammer, Michael. So he was like, ooh, a new scam. Losing over half his winnings in a matter of weeks. Because, mind you, like, he won, like, $102,000. Knock off thirty grand for taxes. So now he's sitting at, like, $72,000. He drops 30 in a pyramid scheme. So now he's sitting at like 42 grand. In November of 1984, his extensive radio listening led him to a contest hosted by a radio station in Dayton, Ohio. Every day, the station where the players could win $30,000 by playing a sort of lottery. I remember this kind of lottery, even though this is before my time. Um, The host would read off a set of serial numbers from a $1 bill. And if you could find the matching dollar within several days, you'd be the winner. The first time Michael's scheme like involved depositing the rest of his press your luck winnings into several banks and withdrawing all of it in one dollar bills. So he was like, okay, well, I gotta do another pressure luck scheme. I gotta so now he's like <laughs> the radio serial number joint. Pressure's on now. Because of the sheer amount of volume of cash, they were stored in trash bags and burlap sacks. It soon became apparent that there were far more bills that could be sifted through in a few days, so he put some of the money back in the bank and kept like $40,000 on hand. Unfortunately, this decision was Michael's worst. While at a holiday party taking a break from reading $1 bills, his house was broken into and robbed of all $40,000 that he had left. Oh my god. And like, if I remember correctly from articles that I read, um, because it's not here, I think he like went on a date with some woman and she saw that he had a lot of cash on hand. And then Oh my god. This man had this it poor man got scammed of all the money that he won in his scam. And he worked so hard watching his 50 TVs. Oh my god, I'm actually really, this is not how I wanted this to end, but this is like how every Scorsese movie ends. Right, like they just don't win. They lose it all. I want them to disappear. So Michael's last scam, after being left with almost nothing, he bounced around from job to job, eventually landing a gig as assistant manager at Wally World, Walmart. However, unbeknownst to his friends and family, he was also selling shares of fraudulent MLM scheme run by a company called Pressure Time (laughs) Inc. Damn, he is a true scammer. He was like, I gotta get him the MLM scamming. The MLM involved a fake American Indian lottery that raised $1.8 million from 14,000 investors in what was like a pioneering internet scam at the time. So the internet was new. Al Gore was like, hey, girls, here's the internet. And he was like, let's get in on it. The Security Exchange Commission, the SEC, the F, the B, and the I, and the IRS eventually caught wind, and Michael abruptly fled Ohio in 1995. He was never prosecuted for the crime and eventually passed away of throat cancer in 1999 at the age of 49. Yeah, it's pretty young to pass away. Um... Michael, you were a scammer. And I hate that you sunk a third of your winnings into an MLM. It just feels like like if anyone should know that that's a scam, it should be a scammer. 
Also, like, you're in Ohio. You could have, in, in the 80s, you could have made that, hunt, you know, that $72,000 stretch. But you was greedy. Oh, my God. I just, I just can't believe, like, you're so, he made, he was so smart on how he won that money. Like, he had to be so smart to, like, figure that all that out and all the studying that it went into it. And then he just dumped it in an MLM. I can't believe it. Well, the MLM was after the Ponzi yeah. scheme. No, I know. I just think it's so crazy. I just, it's, Michael, you know how this stuff works. You went on a scam TV show. You figured out it was a scam. Why are you not more perceptive of scams as a burgeoning criminal? Right. Also, where's your ice cream truck? You should have just got back out there and saw the do doom 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 You know, giving the kids... The the SpongeBob where the face all melted in the eyes in the pants. Like Yeah, it's like when a player gets played and you're like, but I thought you invented this. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, you win some, you lose some in scams. You yeah. Gotta, you gotta know when to pull in and when to pull out. Uh just mm-hmm. like everything else. Yes. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be back for the saddest part of the show where I have to let Blair Saki go. Robbery! Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back in a scammer of the week, end of the show. And we're talking about a scammer that maybe we love, maybe we hate, an honorary charlatan. We don't know. Maybe they are defamed. Let's see. So, one man has been accused of double dipping as principal in two different schools, hundreds of miles apart. Hmm. What? Okay. He said, I'm going to be the principal of two schools. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, and I'm going to be driving a lot. Miles away. I hate to call it back, but Blair, and this he feels said, like I love driving. He was like, I gotta go on my lunch break. He'd go for five hours to go be a principal at the other school. So Mike, <laughs> Michael, another Michael. Of course. Oh my God. Michaels just won't rest. Michaels do crime. Oh. Michaels were like, we bout this, okay? Oh. Michael Redmond was maintained, he maintained a full-time employment as both a principal of Rhode Island School and an assistant principal at a Washington, D.C. middle school 400 miles away. Redmond was working virtually as an assistant principal at Kramer Middle School, making an annual salary of $125,434 a year when he took an in-person position at EQ Academy <laughs> in Providence. I'm not mad at this. Oh, Michael is a black no. king. Wow. I'm not mad at this. One of them was virtual. You can principal virtual and also principal in person. He's just got to check a lot of emails. All I hear is hustle so far. 
He said, every day I'm hustling and driving, okay? (laughs) Michael can't turn his car in. It's got too many miles on it. (laughs) Michael be driving, okay? You've heard of Michael B. Jordan. We're talking about Michael B. driving, okay? (laughs) Be driving. Oh, I hope he had a Prius. He had to have had a Prius. Right, I hope you get good gas mileage, and I hope you're riding it off because, who child, don't tell me you're driving an SUV. He rode it off at both schools. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So... However, so his hours were roughly the same. He'd arrive at one job, then clock in at his other one 15 minutes later. Okay, we love a grace period. However, his contract with Kramer Middle School stipulated that employees are prohibited from, in quotes, engaging in any outside employment that is reasonably likely to interfere with the employee's ability to perform his or her job. Reportedly, Redmond immediately resigned from his assistant principal role after learning that he was not allowed to work both jobs. In a statement, he said, I worked virtually for Kramer during fall 2020, fulfilling all duties and responsibilities with a highly effective rating while also working in person as a principal in Providence, also receiving excellent marks. Currently, Mark Michael is not employed by either school district. I, mm, I mean, if one is remote and one is in person, like, what is y'all problem? Michael was getting on the Zooms. He, I wish Michael didn't get caught, I'll be honest. I like do too. It would be great if he kept that up for, like, so many years. Like you did. I like when people don't get caught. Like, I feel like this is not bad. He got on the Zooms. He was like, if you suspended on Zoom, he telling your parents on Zoom. Then he also was in person with the other kids. I, I feel like he did his professions. Yeah, Zoom's not real. And he said he had high marks. He said the girls love Michael. Oh, God. Yeah, they should have let him stay. I just, you know, we're so low on educators. I just feel like Michael was watching classrooms in Providence, but he was also, like, Zooming on the classrooms in D.C. Well, maybe they should pay teachers more so they don't have to work at two schools. Exactly. Like, (gasps) that feels like what the issue is here. Like, Michael had to have two jobs. He had to be two principals. And he he probably getting on Zoom and being like, all right, so, <laughs> listen, in D.C., we got to keep our kids. D.C., we, we in Providence. Oh. <laughs> mm. He's like, and now, Rhode Island. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, what? He's like, where am I? Like, <laughs> this is 2020, so I feel like he probably, like, you know, he was in the position in person in Providence, Connecticut. I feel like maybe he was in the classroom like, hey, kids, all right, they storming the Capitol. What? We in Connecticut? Yeah, oh, that's how he got caught. All right, like- Connecticut. Okay, let me get on <laughs> Zoom. Uh, Principal Michael, out. Let me get on Zoom. Uh, <laughs> hey, y'all, I know they storming the Capitol. That's, where are y'all looking at? Drop a pin. <laughs> For all we know, he probably had more Zoom jobs than this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Hilarious. He's like, can anyone tell me what state I'm in right now? As the principal at this Florida middle school, <laughs> I just want to let y'all know the insurrectionists are not a threat to us. Wait, no, we're in Florida. Oh, we're in Florida. Actually, okay, I'm going to leave the chat. I'm going to leave the chat. Oh, but y'all be blessed. <laughs> Shout out to Michael, because I don't think this is a reason to fire someone. He works very hard. Too hard. Yeah, Michael, you have a few fans over here. Yeah, we love you. You work very hard. Seems like everybody really likes you, Michael. You dress very well. I don't see why you couldn't continue to be the principal of multiple schools. If there's one thing I can admire in anyone, it's work ethic. You have a very great work ethic there. I, so do you. Oh, my Extremely God. Extremely great, Blair. So this is the end of the show. Thank you guys for being here. This is a longer one. Um, 
Blair, we always ask on this podcast, where do you want to be found? I would love if you guys came and visited at my Twitter and Instagram at Blair Saki, B-L-A-I-R-S-O-C-C-I. And then you have a show coming out in February? I'm on a show. It's not my show, but yes. I mean, you want it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a series regular. Um, okay, so you a- want it, so it's your show. Okay, there we go. It's actually, yeah, it's a new animated show, and it'll be on after South Park. And um, I'm really excited. It's super funny. That amazes me. I actually didn't know that it was animated, but I said at the beginning, I told you, like, this woman, her voice, <laughs> love it. Also, the girls could see you in person if they're in a certain location. Oh, yes. If you're in Seattle, I would love if you came out. I'm going to be doing the Crocodile Theater February 24th. It'd be awesome to see you guys. Yes, go and see Blair in person. Now, don't try to touch on <laughs> nothing, but see her because <laughs> she's brilliant. Her stand-up is so fucking good, like seriously. And guys, Oh, my God, you are. Oh, I love watching you. And as always, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-D-V-A-L-A-C-I on all platforms if you want to find me for my own personal shenanigans. If you want to see the photos and everything from the podcast, Scam Goddess Pod, on all platforms, but we usually post on Instagram. I'll be saying we to absolve myself from responsibility, but it's me. Um, <laughs> hey, guys, uh, I was on Keenan. Watch Keenan, episode four. And there's a fun twist that definitely ties into this podcast that you will enjoy. Um, oh, my God, I'm going to watch it. I don't know when season two of iCarly is coming out. I will let y'all know when I do. Congregation, stay scheming. Scam Goddess! This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargvo, engineered by Marina Pais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. There are two things that are absolutely true. Grandma loves you, and she would never say no to McDonald's. So treat yourself to a Grandma McFlurry with your order today. It's what Grandma would want. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's for a limited time.